0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcastcom Sorgatron Media. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome! It's episode twelve of the Awesome Cast. Welcome the international listeners. Did you know last week we had more people from Russia watch the show, listen to the show than any other country, including our own home country here in the states? Yes, uh, it is the Awesome Cast. It's number twelve. Uh, we are we are back to our normal time for you live <laughs> watches here at seven PM Eastern, in Pittsburgh. Chachi's already singing, but first we're going to introduce our the regular co host rob de la creta if this button works and it does yes
1: Yay. look at that working buttons um, still in old-timey black and white fashion Here black
0: and white no i, I was worried because I, I just updated the software today and of course doing day of show that's always a good uh, a good a good time to do that isn't it so yeah.
1: so how you doing rob uh i uh uh, i'm tired i think i think i'm still tired i'm still tired from last week because i'm pretty sure i described myself as tired as last week as i did the week before so i'm gonna stick with tired that's how i am
0: as long as we don't talk about the weather again because i realize we did that on every show last week um (laughs) (laughs) but i'm glad to see see daylight behind you and also Mm -hmm. joining us once again a favorite amongst the audience chachi tony walker joins us live from a dungeon somewhere in Allentown, uh, neighborhood of Pittsburgh, PA. How you doing, man? I'm all right. Thanks for having me again. All right, your title's kind of, kind of disappearing, you, but that's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Here, let me fix that. Oh, now, now he is adjusting. Now there's your shirt. Represent the PSL. Good to go. Good to go. Yin's team represent. Uh, <laughs> well, this week, of course, you know, uh, uh, we 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 don't have like a a a. a A topic per se, but uh, rather a group became a topic, because there is so much cell phone news that doesn't have to do with the iPhone, I thought it warranted just being lumped together in one deal. Um, So, uh, to start off with, uh, in order to uh, anger us and remind us that RAA is still around and cares about us so very much, uh, they look like they're uh, they're trying to force, uh, or have Congress force us to have FM receivers in our phones. Uh, have you guys been seeing about this?
1: Uh, no, I just spotted it today, but I was I was thinking when I was uh, reading a couple notes on it, mm-hmm. when the uh, the iPod Nano came out and they rolled out the FM radio, everybody was really surprised, but uh, I, uh, as somebody who uh, only moved to a, a urban area in the last two years, I didn't have an NPR or anything like that really to listen to. It was all really crappy local radio stations. Um, But now I listen to FM radio every single day on my way to and from work and whenever I have a chance. And I was like, oh, wow, it'd be sweet to have an FM radio in my iPhone. I really hope they push that to the next release. But then when the iPhone 4 came out, I was so uh, uh, in love with everything else about it that I completely forgot to complain that there was no FM transmitter.
0: And we've kind of gone away from it. We have our iHeartRadio apps on on our phones and everything uh, or found other sources for our music like i'm really big on pandora or you know of course uh, listening to some twit network stuff if i'm into radio or podcast or whatever so there's a lot of competition there but apparently the angle on this is the music labels and radio broadcasters um are having a problem because what you know radio they hand over a lot of money to the music labels you know it's a big source of income with them and uh and and with with the cell phones and us having all these alternatives in our cars and on the go, uh, they they're worried about their numbers and their their pocketbooks apparently. So um,
2: well, you know what I, I I think more devices should have an FM radio on them. But but
0: is it something you think Congress should in, should make a law for? Well, no, I
2: honestly don't think it should be a law, but. I,
1: mean. I, I think the way I see this is, um, well, I mean, first off, it's interesting that the RAA is trying to uh, swing a big stick, so to speak. The, the same week that they said that, um, you know, there's not much we can do about this whole net neutrality thing. We're just going to sit back and watch it happen. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that later. But, like, a move like this, I feel like I, I can picture a, a porch full of old curmudgeons rocking back in their chair saying, You kids and your modern technologies... You should listen to some of the old radio. That's how you learn
2: things.
0: And to be honest, I thought they were kind of coming around because we hear a lot, like uh, you know, listen to, you know, uh, a, a little bit of k- a Kiss here in the neighborhood. A lot, of, well, of course, you know, half the stations I listen to are Clear Channel right over on the other hill, and you hear a lot about the iHeart Radio app, and 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 I've been seeing tweets from d- local DJs uh, that we know uh, that you know get get feedback from people listening in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, mm-hmm. saying their show's better, but they're, you know, but they're not restricted to the areas, uh, you know, like the, no- the normal would be. So I, you know, but then again, this is the RIAA, not the radio stations in play here. So I guess yeah. be a this bit
1: would kind of be like Congress saying that all newspapers have to have a print edition and they can't just go digital.
0: Or, or saying that uh, all blogs have to have a print edition.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, it's just it, it's silly.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So, well, that's. Other than that, uh, there's a lot of uh, coming coming announcements uh, for phones. Uh, The most interesting developments is how the big push for uh, games on phones uh, in the past week. Of course, you know we got our iPhone. The big announcement from there was QuakeCon last week. John Carmack uh, released a demo for. The, his rage engine, the next, uh, you know, for those who don't know, John Carmack is the, is the guy, the mind behind, uh, the engine that's run Quake, that's run all the way back to Doom, Wolfenstein 3D, uh, you know, the, the Quake engines, the Doom engines, engines that have run a lot of the video games over the years, over the last 10 years, they license this technology out. And of course, uh, the engine running their next huge game, Rage, which is due out, I think 2011, if I'm not mistaken, the late, late 2011, um, is demoed on iPhone 4, and uh, they said that it's going to be, uh, it's it's going to be overtaking the PlayStation 2 and Xbox as far as performance, mm. as of that generation. That's uh, quite a statement. And so, I mean, it's something like that. This is a technology that's licensed out to a lot of people. You know, this is akin to when the PlayStation 3 was coming out. They demonstrated the Unreal Tournament 3 on there which again a lot of your games are built off of uh stuff like bioshock i know is built off of there uh most of your major titles uh that that didn't build from the ground up uh unreal i think is one of the larger engines and uh this this could be a big opening as far as that goes so
1: yeah absolutely like you said the engine gets adapted for everything so if if this works as as well as it looks like it does, it could certainly open the doors for a whole lot of developers to just kind of jump on the bandwagon and get in the in the mobile space in a very easy way. hmm
0: mm-hmm. And a little bit of commonality there, because um, I know I know some people uh, they're looking for. You know, how do you how do you program for these? Uh, you know, for 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 the iPhone and everything as far as 3D and everything. Uh, I know Unity, uh, Malenko, who's in the chat room, has been has been looking at uh, for for some development uh but there's not much as far as platforms out there and this would be a, a giant bridge to bring people uh developers over and bring even more stuff to the phones you know so
2: oh. don't we really need that though what do you mean <laughs> I, I mean seriously i stare at my phone enough <laughs> but this in is a day
0: but this is an emerging market though I mean, uh, you know, never before has, you know, again, you know, we talked about before, a lot of people have been joking along with this news uh, about the N-Gage, you know, that Nokia put out a few years ago that didn't go anywhere. Um, was there a big push for a gaming first phone? And now we have everybody with a huge platform in your iPhones, your iPads uh, with, I think, I think the numbers are more than the Nintendo DS as, as far as, you know, units out there, units sold. Uh, I mean, that's a big platform. It's a big chance for people to make money off of it, you know, and it, yeah, a lot and of it's, people have it anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. It's uh, That's why a lot of more casual gamers are coming about. But the, the basis for this sort of mobile gaming explosion is that these people bought the devices anyway. It's not that I bought an Xbox 360 to play game, to, to, to make a phone call rather, you know, mm-hmm. like I bought my iPhone to do everything I need to do work on. Just so happens... I can also waste several hours in Godfinger if I want to.
0: <laughs> By the way, I have uh, I, I'm out of Godfinger. I, it, really, it, it's done. I, I just I well, I had this discussion the other day. Uh, I at the time I spent on Godfinger just farming for gold <laughs> and finding other people to 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 uh, enchant on other planets and waiting for it to load and everything. I could have read the rest of the Ultimate X Men series.
1: Uh, yeah, so it got, it got to be pretty frustrating. I, I have a bone to pick with those developers and they I haven't touched it in uh, probably over a month and just because it went from being a game where it was very casual and that you could do whatever you wanted, walk away for a few days, and everything would be fine when you came back to being a game just like Farmville where yeah. if you didn't come back at a certain time, you lost everything and you had done.
0: I don't wanna be sitting here before the show, you know, like Leo Laporte, you know, paying, <laughs> farming my crops and everything because they went bad overnight.
1: And the uh, servers were down half the time anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, they, they got a big a big rush after they went iPhone as well. Uh, I'm not sure they were ready for that, and they kept going down. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, I think I think I think my wife uh, uh, pulled out of it because of that reason. It just got too frustrating. You can't be a casual game and have downtime.
1: Yeah, and you can't be a, a time based game and have downtime either. It just yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's like you know, while the server's down, are my crops dying? Yeah, you know, exactly. is, is, is Mike, is my Gold turning to rust? Come on. I mean, these are, <laughs> these are really rat hole really,
1: of first world problems. These,
0: yeah, first world problem. Whereas somebody out there has real crops that are turning mm-hmm. to dust. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but now, but as far as gaming goes, we got, uh, two rumors and, and something solid from Microsoft of all people. We've been waiting for something from them. Well, or we gave up on it a while ago. And I'm kind of surprised something might actually happen. Uh, of course, we know the, the uh, Windows 7 phone is coming out. I think it's due this fall. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah.
0: Um, well, and this is what well, we said, the worst <coughs> titled article uh, out here, because uh, we kept skipping over it in the in the show notes. Xbox Live launch titles for Windows Phone 7 finally revealed, and they've got a full preview over there at Engadget. Um
1: the only way that headline could have gotten worse is if they named the Samsung device that it was on, like specifically.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: just so much going on there.
0: <laughs> so apparently, we're looking at. There's going to be franchises such as California. There's going to be your Halo waypoint on there, which I think that's just like the front, the community front end they have on. Um, that they have on uh, Xbox, uh, Star Wars, Crackdown, Guitar Hero, and they're going to have a lot of new. I'm sure more casual. Uh, sorts of things. Uh, in total, the company will launch with over 60 game titles. Mm. That's impressive. Now, now I wonder if this is this going to launch alongside the phone. So, uh, if you go over to Engadget, of course, we've got everything on our show notes, delicious.com/awesomecast. slash
1: um, Have they mentioned anything about pricing for these games?
0: For the games, uh, scanning the article now. I'm not sure. Uh, they're they're showing it off on a samsung taylor dev phone and an lg qwerty model Mm -hmm. um as far as special there's a lot of videos here um but interesting that they're you know this is something people have been calling for 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 years you know we had the zune service we had like windows media service you know separated out finally the zune has been crossed over and now it's providing the service for uh the xbox finally the the windows uh, or the Xbox live is crossing over to the phone uh, to make make things you know connect there uh, it, 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 it definitely gives a little bit of branding you know as the most you know name recognized uh, console out there you know that are, that automatically gives the windows phone a little bit of play there just by name alone
1: yeah and uh, as far as the price is concerned over at um What am I looking at? ComputerAndVideoGames.com. They said uh, there will be multiple price tiers, but we are taking a console-like portfolio and pricing approach. There will be lower-priced games and higher-priced games, which tells us absolutely nothing. But I am curious to see if they're going to have games that match up with the console games and doing the sort of thing where you can continue your game on your phone and then continue that game on your console.
0: I can't. I can't imagine it being something to that affects that means these phones have to be pretty powerful and uh, I and I wonder what they're going to compare because all all we're seeing so far uh, that I'm, I'm I'm seeing in this article are uh, the avatar screen. So my avatar yes. will carry over, which yes. which makes sense. And I can get a lighter. oh well, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's that, Josh? <laughs> oh, we're losing them.
1: <laughs> We've lost him.
0: Josh, come back.
1: He's dead, Jim. All
0: right, we're going to try calling him back. Um, can you uh you, you want to get into some of the rumor articles there, uh, Rob, while I fix them?
1: Uh yeah, I can do that. All Let's right. see what else do we have going on here? Rumors, rumors, rumors. Uh, there is uh Sony Ericsson working on a PSP phone. Uh everybody remembers the PSP, still mm-hmm. pretty active. Uh, with the uh, proprietary format that kind of shot Sony in in the butt when the... Uh, oh,
0: the UMD movies. I remember when the UMD movies got discontinued and there was just a giant box of them at Walmart for like two bucks
1: a piece. Sony, like, sony had a terrible run for a while. Oh, I, yeah. I feel the sony Ericsson partnership is the only thing doing them any favors. The person
2: season. you're trying to reach Whoa. is currently unavailable. Please <laughs> leave a message after the... Thank you. Wonderful. I didn't know he was in Britain.
0: Well, Thank you, wonderfully English-accented lady, for letting me know that. I'm going to turn that down next time I try. Um,
1: but uh, anyway, this uh, PSP device from Sony Ericsson, uh, the rumor is that it would be a mashup of the Samsung Captivate and Sony's PSP Go. Uh, mm-hmm. Rumored hardware of a 3.7 to 4.1 inch WVGA mm-hmm. uh, screen, Android 3.0... Regular PSP buttons, uh, camera 5 megapixels, 1 gigahertz Snapdragon, PlayStation branded, um, and interesting comments on augmented reality, which is something we, we haven't seen in any Sony devices yet, as far as I know.
0: Yeah, really, uh, the iPhone's the only one to get advantage of that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can definitely do it in... Um, on Android devices, but mm. this is this is a mashup of all kinds of stuff that uh, we've never seen before.
0: Uh, Chachi, just to catch you up, where we went on to talk about the uh, Sony Ericsson PSP something or other rumor. Uh, did oh. you did you have something you wanted to say on that last article before we uh, lost you there?
2: Yeah, I said that uh, it's over because you can play Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> that device wins.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. You did spend a good bit of time on Oregon Trail at Mad Max one night. I did. Uh, with my phone. I um, killed three people. You killed three people. Uh, yeah. They were all the kids, Dys- right?
2: Dysentery is a bitch. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can only run for so long before you get the runs, I guess.
1: And we have a show title. Congratulations. Um,
2: I'll have to write that down. Um, oh, I swore again. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: But anyways, uh, just to catch you up, apparently the Sony Ericsson uh, concept. There's a rumor they're trying to work on a PSP-esque phone, um,
1: running Android and with all sorts of uh, the, the fancy Android features. The Android
0: is an interesting crossover there. So, so is it basically going to think just an Android phone with a PSP emulator,
1: or is it just going to be a PSP game phone that plays Android games?
0: Well, that seems a little. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, hey, remember, the PlayStation 2 and 3 could run Linux. Yeah. So maybe there's something to that technology-wise.
1: Or this could lead to the introduction of Sony-branded games into the Android store.
0: There you go. Maybe there's a partnership there we don't know about. Because mm-hmm. really, I mean, does Google have any semblance of a relationship with uh, with Google at this point? Not that I know of. There you go. Uh, and the They don't w- have
1: relationships with many people, to be honest.
0: And the other rumor, just because this is this is kind of interesting, because um, like, I don't like to get too big into the rumors. Um, notice that so we're not talking about the iPhone, iPad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, rumors this week. Uh, rumor, Nintendo and Nokia worked, worked on a phone together. Um, I did not notice the past tense when I marked this in here, apparently. So, apparently, uh, in the early 2000s, the Finnish phone giant and Nintendo, according to Engadget, I believe, uh, had plans to release a portable gaming device that doubled as a phone. Interesting.
1: Yeah, so it seems like they they may have worked on something, and then... Uh, judging by the timing of it, it looks like the the market may have just gotten too hot for them. Too much competition. Or did,
0: or... Like when Sony worked with them on a CD drive for the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, yeah, and I remember the PlayStation, that. PlayStation. This device became the
2: Engage.
1: Ooh. Hmm.
0: There's a little conspiracy theory for there for you right there.
2: Um, Most likely, they just didn't have the technology to do what Nintendo wanted to pull off.
0: True. True.
2: Uh, true it, it it just makes sense to think that they tried to clone something before cloning was available basically well, that
1: sony had the technology but it was too expensive for it to make right. sense mm-hmm. back in 2000 people certainly weren't dropping 200 dollars on a phone
2: right
0: yeah definitely or, or weren't they because i mean did we have the contract kind of setup that we do now
1: we did but it was mostly for high-end business class smartphones like people who had the uh like the trio stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that was that was a pretty small section of the market. I mean, the big the biggest part that was and still is would be blackberries. But you didn't have the any anything that you would describe as a gaming industry really existing in the mobile space in two thousand.
0: We had right. we, everybody had their preloaded Snake and Breakout. Yes, and uh, if you're lucky enough to get Tetris, you're doing pretty good. So uh, yeah, it's come a long way, guys. Um, yeah, I always hated the ads. It was like, oh, you can get Prince of Persia on select phones from Nokia and Samsung and you know whatever. And it, yeah, it was it was always iffy. Um, I'm glad to see at least at least with these newer, smarter phones we get some kind of standardization. And it's nice that I can take the games with me when I upgrade my iPhone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially as much money as we're probably putting into these devices, software-wise. You know, again, Android too. You know. I mean, never have we had this experience where we can kind of migrate, uh, you know, agnostically of our device, you know, onto on, onto something else. Yeah, people know?
1: are just, just now starting to experience that between the iPhone and the Android platform. Mm-hmm.
2: Josh? I'm just happy that the phone remembers me. <laughs> no, I, I, if you follow me on Twitter, I tried rooting my phone. didn't mm. go so well. So I ended up having to basically unroot it and restore it to... Uh, 1.6 manually, mm. which was a pain in the ass. Um, and a lot of my apps remembered that I had bought them. Hmm. Awesome. Even though I had gone through all of this and basically removed any semblance of me owning this phone.
0: Now, that was that you know, something that you logged in with your Google account and it just automatically retained everything? Right. Excellent, excellent. And I've uh, heard of that. I've, I've heard of, uh, you know, especially a lot of the journalists that go through a lot of phones, they'll get, like, the new droid or whatever, and their background is on their new phone. And mm-hmm. it, that'd be interesting, you know, presuming, presuming, Jocelyn, you get another Android phone from your G1 there. Uh, oh, I'll up. What's that? I will. Yeah, of, of course, of course. I'm
2: not going iPhone. You're, so are, you're not
0: going Windows Phone with their awesome Xbox features?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: you, you don't want an Xbox branded Windows 7 Series phone, Series 7 Xbox Windows phone?
2: No. <laughs> In fact, if T Mobile even offers me a Windows phone, I'll probably shove it up the reps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, family show, let's move on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, th- you know, all around, there's a lot of talk. I mean, we have several different platforms here going on. Uh, and not to mention the Android has overtaken the iPhone as far as sales. Um, you know, w- w- that could be an interesting move for uh, uh, developers to actually kind of be looking that way now.
1: Mm-hmm. The Android is, is, well, right now it's kind of sort of position to be to take the lead uh, as people have more and more issues with the, uh, with the Apple approval process and applications being pulled for features that users are requesting, like what happened to the, uh, the Camera Plus application.
0: Yeah, um, uh, we actually, that's a good story we didn't touch on. Do you want to fill people in on what happened there?
1: Uh, yeah, Camera Plus is a uh, an application put out by uh, Lisa Betney, developed by the folks at Tap Tap Tap, mm-hmm. uh, and we uh, talked about re- it
0: here on the show before. Yep,
1: yeah. and uh, they have released a a feature in the application in the, in the latest update, which meant that when you had held your phone on its side, you can actually use the volume buttons as the camera button. This is something that most other phones cover this space by including a dedicated camera button, but for all cameras on the iPhone, uh, by the terms of service as a developer, all camera buttons have to be software based and you are not allowed to modify any of the hardware buttons to replace any features. So a volume button will always be a volume button and nothing more than a volume button. Uh, And So they released this update and it got pulled from the store, uh, and then they had put out something on Twitter, uh, you can actually search for it if you look hard enough. If you have Camera Plus, if you're lucky enough to get it, you can browse around on Google, you'll find it. There is a a website that you can go to that will kind of punch in a preference into the application, even if you have the original version, and enable this feature. Apple doesn't like that, and it's things like that that are going to drive people more towards the Android market, and considering how different the two are to develop for between the iPhone platform and the Android platform, I'd say uh, if things continue the way they're going uh, and Android continues to succeed even after if perhaps the iPhone comes to Verizon, then it makes a lot more sense uh, for time and money to develop for Android and then see how that goes and maybe develop for the iPhone.
0: It looks like uh, I actually did a quick search for it because I do have the Camera Plus app like we've mentioned before um it looks like there's some videos how to unlock it. i haven't found it yet so it's a, it's more than just a quick search um
1: it's a lengthy search
0: it's a <laughs> lengthier search than it was a- on there
1: they posted it on their twitter stream but they pulled yeah. it
0: yeah so um so uh, you know that kind of stinks uh, they, at least they made all their money before this happened and there's actually been rumors people have been suggesting you know these are the guys this tap 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 is the company between uh, behind a lot of different stuff, I guess it's the guys behind Mac Heist, which, of course, is a really interesting uh, marketing, uh, I want to say ploy, uh, uh, experiment that, that, that's that been done with uh, shareware on, mm-hmm. on the Macintosh. That's how I've gotten the software for the show. That's how I've gotten a lot of fun stuff um, <clears throat> for the Mac. And uh, and they're saying that this this may have been a calculated marketing ploy. Um, Yeah, to to, to to gain uh, attraction
1: for the uh, application.
0: Even though, uh, apparently, they've done pretty well, including Lisa uh, Bentley has been mentioned to say, yes, I've gotten my check from it and it has changed my life. Um,
1: (laughs) Changed her life, (laughs) really. Changed
0: her life, like... uh, like, how did they put it? Not changed her life. Uh, that I, I think it's pretty safe to say she's in a new tax bracket because of this. I right, I, I had heard
1: that the um, Camera Plus has only been out for a few months now, and yeah, they have yeah. made something like five million dollars off it, or some ridiculous number. I
0: wonder, I wouldn't be surprised. That's and
1: thirty percent of that is going to Apple, and Apple decided to pull the application.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the only application I'm aware of that had a sweepstakes amongst the the marketing for it. They had. Oh her, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she had her her, her dream photo package, uh, mm-hmm. set up that they would give away. Um, so I, it, it, was a lot. Hey, I bought it, you know, I've told a lot of people to pick it up cause I'm really, as a, as a very sub novice photographer with my phone. Uh, you know, I think it's a really fun app, you know, I, I, I like the, you know, it's, it's some cool stuff, you know, and, uh, and I like to post them on, the, on the Facebook. Um, so there you go. Hopefully they get that resolved and, you know, they get back up there. You know, because mm-hmm. but you know that's one of those things. Maybe this with Android, uh, we're going to see. Uh, you know, maybe Apple's going to have to fold on a couple of things as far as the developer relations and actually work with them better, especially if we have the openness of Android. I don't know how hands on Google is as far as uh, as far as their developers.
1: Not too hands on. I mean, the only the only real hands on thing you could say they did was when there was that one malicious application that they actually pulled from the devices which is something that apple has yet to take advantage of and that's where even if you installed it you paid for it you downloaded it whatever uh android and apple well google and apple both have the ability to suck applications off of your phone and apple hasn't done that even with if you have camera plus and you have the update they didn't take it back if you have um the flashlight application that allowed tethering Mm. uh they didn't pull that either which kind of blew my mind i figured that would be the one to go So even though they're incredibly hands-on, they're very hands-off at the same time. So I don't know if it's anybody's guess.
0: Excellent.
1: Uh, Speaking of Android... Yes! Just Speak It! Introducing voice actions for Android! (laughs) So um, I I actually just found uh, the statistic I was looking for. looks like 25% of all mobile searches are done using voice search. No, is, that, is,
0: is that overall? Because I mean, we do have an iPhone yeah. uh, voice search with Google app. Uh, and of course, it's built in to, to Google, or Android phones, I'm sorry. So that's still that's pretty significant.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I never use it because I just can't really stand the idea of like standing there with my phone and, and speaking into it when I could type violently. I, like I turn off. My phone is on silent and vibrate for 99% of the time. I like it to be quiet and, and quietly tell me things, and I quietly tell it things because it's an input.
0: <laughs> do you, whisper, um, do you whisper, to, whisper to your phone, Rob?
1: I, I do, actually. I, I, when I said that, I pictured myself kind of hunched over in a corner whispering to my phone. Um, huh. But, yeah, so a lot of people are using this voice technology, mm-hmm. and so Google has rolled out this new thing Hold on, I'm doing a lot of clicking here. Uh, To uh, allow you to do a lot more than just um, do searches on your phone. So uh, the full list of actions capable on this new uh, voice actions kit is to send text, listen to, uh, call, send email, go to a website, note to self, navigate to, directions to, and map of. Uh, This also bounces off the purchase of Siri, that uh, they had, did Apple buy Siri? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, Apple bought Siri, which is basically the, the exact same thing. I used Siri for a while. I tested it out. Uh, and a lot of people I know who have used it uh, say it is the absolute best uh, voice recognition software you can get on a mobile device. But the accuracy on this seems to be pretty good. I forget what the actual number was as far as accurate, uh, but I think it was like something like eighty percent accuracy, which is pretty good, considering it's not like the software of Yesteryear where you had to, you know read out a sentence and it would dictate what your voice was. and it just kind of it's, it's able to understand phonetics and things like that.
0: I haven't I haven't really messed too much with it. I've installed. It. it's just I moved it to the front page so I remember to use this thing. So like yeah, I guess you can find events uh what's playing at club zoo maybe and we'll see and you got your little uh speech bubbles there and it's it's asking find events there we go okay i'm looking for events near your current location in pittsburgh so it's picked up that and it gives me a bunch of results from there so i mean it's uh i i've been wanting to uh kind of find options to uh, use my phone in the car when I'm not supposed to be texting. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Basically, uh, you know, let's let's be honest. Um, that's what all, we're all trying to do with this. I, I like that the Android seems to have more options for us naughty cool. driving phoneers. Um, it's
2: not even that. Hmm. Uh, is the Android is making it easier to use. Mm-hmm. They're ma- they're throwing it out there and saying, oh. You should use this instead of texting while you drive, mm-hmm. you stupid, stupid human. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, seriously. Uh, some of the latest uh, devices are coming with buttons, physical buttons, on the device that activates the software. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot easier than flipping through your folders, finding the folder you put it in, and activating your software. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Well, I think the the devices you're talking about. I've, I've tested a couple of them, like the uh, the Motorola Devour, and it seemed like the timing they they launched them on the device. There certainly wasn't any kind of accuracy involved. It was it was when Google had first put out, well, not first put out, but not not any relaunch like uh, the the voice actions they're talking about today. And uh, like when I used it on Moto Blur. It was neat that the button was there, that was cool, but it would have been great if it actually understood what I was saying. And uh, and I have heard a lot of people with the same complaints. I think that was more throwing the feature out there to see how people like it, see how people react to it. It's a button you don't have to use if you don't want to. Well,
2: oh, right. And with Android devices, you are able to reprogram your buttons.
1: Right, right, right. So. And it's also, there's things like the, uh, the Ford Sync, which uh, you can link your Ford Sync to your Ford automobile. And you can uh, tell it to, you know, read new text messages out loud and things like that. And it, you can turn your automobile into a fully uh, text-recognizing machine. And you can't drive it with it, but uh, technology-wise, using your phone and operating your music and things like that, you can certainly use a complete set of voice options.
2: Well, you know, I can't tell you what, what ha- what makes, how it makes me feel that you can control pretty much everything in a car with a phone. Mm-hmm. But it, I, it makes me very, very excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely considering a Ford for the next car purchase after hearing uh, so yeah, much about the SYNC technology. It's so hot. <laughs> That's geek hot right there. It is. All right. It gives
2: me such a huge nerd.
0: Something we can't say on the show, but right. you know what we're talking about.
1: All right. Brain. We're talking about brains. <laughs> And uh, speaking of of Android and innovations and things like that, uh, when Google started developing the uh, Android operating system, they needed a Java machine. And as most of you know, Java, for the most part, is an open source thing put together by the lovely people at Sun Microsystems, acquired by Oracle in 2009. But uh, Oracle is now suing Google, alleging patent and copyright infringement, for basically taking a chunk of, of... open source java code using that code to develop their own virtual machine and then um and then launching that virtual machine into android and this enters all kinds of gray areas involving software patents and things like this and people are very worried that this could mark uh one of the many ugly stepping stones we're coming up to in just the last week involving net neutrality and and all that good stuff Uh, as in regards to what this means for open source because java has been an open source platform uh, except for the Java Virtual Machine, for as, as long as it's been in existence, as far as I know. Uh, and I don't. I, I, I'm curious to see if this is an Oracle move or a, a Sun Microsystems under Oracle move. Because I, I, from the history of Sun, and they've only been under Oracle's umbrella for a year, I don't see Sun doing this. But um, they seem to be uh, pretty upset about it. And I, I see this as more of a money grab. And the thing is, if this actually goes through, if they succeed in this lawsuit, it sets a really ugly path for anybody else who has ever used open source software to develop for something like a big platform like Android.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, y- you know what? Y- you're right. It is an open source program. And as we all know, open source means, here, play with this. Mm-hmm. We won't yell at you.
0: And here's the rules that you have to exactly. buy by in doing that.
2: But I, I think... With something like Java and what they created and for how, for as long as they've run this particular, like, it's a staple in the internet.
0: Hmm.
2: So I think because of that, there's kind of like a, an unspoken rule where they're just like, yeah, you couldn't do that. You shouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, and the issue here is that apparently the whole time, uh, you know, the implementation on the Android platform has been against something in the in the in the rules uh, set out by the open source license, you know, which all this stuff has, um, and uh, it's it's just been kind of glossed over by Sun, you know. I guess I don't know whether it's uh, great the platforms get out there in this basis, so we're not going to worry about it as far as Sun was concerned, or or, or maybe just they had wor- bigger things to worry about. Who knows where they were when they decided to get bought by Oracle, right? But, well, uh, Sun has has a history
1: of being extremely loose in regards to mm-hmm. following who has been using and developing their technology for commercial purposes or not. They've always been very uh, you know, free-thinking and open to the idea of we made it, we're proud of it, and if you want to do something with it, that's cool, and we don't care because we're Sun Microsystems. But it seems like Oracle has... Uh, has steered them in a different direction.
2: Right. It's not... As much as we want it to be, it's no longer Sun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all up to Oracle now. Yeah. So, I mean, what used to be cool may not be cool anymore. hmm And it's not like they can go back and be like, oh, you can't have the code anymore. Right. Because it's already out there.
1: And there also doesn't seem to be, I mean, there, there is the uh, relatively long legal documents detailing what Oracle is, is saying against Google, but it seems like nobody has really dug into the nitty-gritty of exactly what they're looking after except for the fact that they use pieces of code to develop a Java machine. And there's also, uh, Google did hire a few Sun Java engineers uh, over the last decade, uh, people perfectly capable, pa- capable of manipulating open source code to create something very powerful that... Uh, uh, Sun wouldn't care about, but Oracle would care a whole lot about.
0: I, I think for a more geeky look at this, uh, CNET actually has an article up that I, I came across while we were talking about this uh, uh, why Oracle not Sun sued uh, Google over Java. It does get into a lot of stuff about the, uh, the GNU, general public license uh, how, how it applies to this, how uh, apparently Google didn't want like people like Samsung worried uh, that they'd have to release uh, certain portions of their source code Uh, In relation to the phone, uh, because of this, Um, so it really—it looks like it goes a little bit more into understanding this. Hopefully, hopefully we come to understand it, because I'm sure we haven't heard the last of this uh, in the last few, uh, in the next couple weeks. So, but this this is one of those. What's that?
2: I said this is a war. Oh, this
0: is yeah, this is a war. I mean, this 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 is there's there's stuff like this that's come out three years ago that's just getting settled in court. That is probably for dead technology that doesn't even matter anymore. (laughs) other than somebody getting a paycheck for using it. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be one of those things. I don't know if this, is, I don't think this is going to really affect uh, your phone yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, but it is still an interesting development, you know, and, and, and it's going to, definitely going to make people kind of worry uh, that do operate under uh, open source and everything. So
2: I mean, if anything, they're just going to be like, all right, well, can we put Java on our phones? <laughs> we're sorry we just thought you know we would try what? our own thing
1: it's, not like I mean, it's it's only a six million dollar lawsuit and they can oh, kind of yeah.
0: afford it Yeah, I mean it's, it's not like Google doesn't have money to, t- to, to pay for it like oh I'm sorry you know it's like yeah I
2: mean Google's probably already wrote the check
0: oh yeah they're like oh okay this is the one that was aside for the sun thing in case they ever figured it out uh, it's gonna go towards green energy but Yeah, we got to make sure the lawyers are happy.
1: Yeah, this is definitely something that when it passed through their legal department, they put a big red star on it and stuck it to the wall of things to look out for. You're like, oh, oh, oh.
0: Oh, right there. That's this one. All right, here we go. (laughs) All right. So, oops. Which
2: lawsuit are we going to settle before lunch?
0: Yes, there you go. (laughs) I mean... That's a, you know, that's a safe job being a lawyer for a big company like that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but for people that don't have so much money, like us in this podcast, uh, we have <laughs> sponsors so we can try to make up the difference. And, uh, it, it's only an advantage to you. Audible com slash Sorgatron media. One free audio, audiobook for you. You keep it. You can try out all the service for 14 days. Uh, even checking out the iPhone app, the Android app. I think they're on BlackBerry now, if not in the near future. Um, If you've been digging into the BVM commercials, that have been out there. Um, But, hey, it's an option for you. Um, And, of course, we like to put out there uh, a little something uh, for you guys to check out. Something I actually just started this this week. Uh, It's been on my list for a while. Freakonomics. Have you read Freakonomics, Rob?
1: uh yes i have oh
0: good you can help me out because i'm just getting into it but <laughs> i had to pull up but I, I i checked out the chapter listing uh which any of you can check out if you look up Freakonomics economics and kind of get a gist of it over on wikipedia here's the chapters chashi you'll 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 get a kick out of this too uh chapter one discovering cheating as applied to teachers and sumo wrestlers um information control as applied to the ku klux klan and real estate agents uh let's see the economics of drug dealing which ironically was a topic in uh 37 signals uh rework that i think we've mentioned before in the show so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the impact uh well it started off the the first concept they laid into you was that the crime rates lowered because abortion was legalized so hot button topics for sure backed up by some stats it's uh, well you read it what was what's your impression of this book here rob
1: um well it it touches a lot of um things that tie pop pop culture and economics together uh, mm-hmm. is usually the easiest way it's described mm-hmm. um a lot of people who aren't necessarily uh heady into into economics you think money you think the economy you think wall street but everything has an economic approach to it and freakonomics takes a look at everything uh in how something on one side of the planet can affect something on the other side of the planet and uh like how the uh, the role of legalized abortion may have a, played a, a role in reducing crime, mm-hmm. and uh, and how it affects everybody. It, it's a fantastic book. I, it's one of those things that, regardless of what you're really interested in, if you're interested in like the world around you, it's one of those books you should read.
0: Definitely. So that's our pick this week. Audible. slash Com/sorgatronmedia. You know, uh, it's it's a it's a great offer to try it out. See if you're into the audio books. You listen to this. It's an easy transfer. Uh, just don't stop listening to us when you pick up a seven-and-a-half-hour book like this. Um, please. Don't forget about us, don't, please. Don't forget about us when, when it, you've moved so on. It's so
2: easy that I signed up during this commercial break. There,
0: there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> 14 days, so we'll get a review. Um, and uh, But, uh, yeah, go check that out. Freakonomics, a rogue e- economist... Sorry, a rogue economist... Explores the hidden side of everything. There's actually Economist, man. Economist. (laughs) Economist. Oh, it's been a long day. There's actually like three (laughs) different. Oh, don't blame the day. (laughs) What did the day do to you? Don't be so so hard on it. Uh, There's actually three different flavors here. Uh, There's a revised edition, uh, the one I just said, and the Why the Free Market Works and the Freaky Theories Don't, which is actually about a half hour longer than the other ones. So Mm -hmm. there you go. You got a lot of flavors there uh to check out all oh, mostly read right by the same guy. No, no. Oh, you can actually if you don't like the narrator, you can move on to the other one. But it doesn't matter, because everyone's free. One one of them or zero is yours free, or whatever else you want to pick there. So alright, moving on. Uh like I guess uh we need to revisit a topic now that we kinda have it spelled out for us a little bit as I removed my deal. Well, first of all, AT and T, of course, had to chime in on the whole net neutrality aspect. Um, over at over at InGadget, uh, they're talking they're talking about it there. Um, and of course, uh, of course, of course, AT and T is going to support it as as well as they've been doing with the iPhone and and dealing with data online and limiting it and and the requests that we've heard of over the last few weeks. Uh, that they made for the iPhone. They, what, what was the one that uh, they, they limit uh, YouTube to 20 seconds or something like that uh, on the phone? Uh, but also, uh, meanwhile, uh, Time Warner, not so interested in it.
1: Which is really interesting, because I hate Time Warner. <laughs> I really do. And I, I I have to hate them. Like, I wake up every morning and one of the first thoughts in my head is, don't forget that you hate Time Warner. Uh,
0: <laughs> what, what, what is this from? What, is this, was this your carrier out in New Jersey?
1: Uh no, well I mean, uh, Time Warner falls under the Time, uh, the the Warner umbrella, and the whole company is kind of, kind of SOL. Like their, their their CEO is kind of a, uh, man. I have so many words I can't use right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's such a, but, he's such a, a H-P CEO Right. It's it's
1: one of those, um, on the East Coast at least, it's one of those smaller uh, ISPs in comparison to. Uh, Verizon and Comcast mm-hmm. and, uh, and I don't know a whole lot of people who have been super happy with the way that the company has been run or they've been treated as customers and things like that. Um, but like you said uh, Time Warner Well, the, the, the skinny here is that AT&T said what you said about keeping the wired internet neutral but be keeping uh, turning the wireless space into a, 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 a segregated uh, allocated platform we're down with that Whereas Time Warner Cable said, no, none of it. We want everything that's wired and everything that's wireless and everything that we call the Internet to be completely free, unfettered, and traditional the way it's always been.
0: Mm -hmm. So, um... Oh, somebody's here. (laughs) Uh, You guys go ahead and talk about it. You have the commandments up. uh, Somebody explain the neutrality, and I'll take care of this over here.
2: Yeah, we
1: should uh, probably run down. Uh, device.com actually put up a, a pretty fantastic article. Net neutrality is something that um, people argue about constantly, and a lot of those arguments stem from people not understanding it. I can give you a, a quick explanation of what uh, Google and Verizon were proposing, which was basically what I said as far as the uh, the wired Internet, keeping that open and free the way you know it to be today, but having this second tier to the Internet um, for the wireless space, in which... Um, say you can get, you know, you can get whatever you want, wired stuff, but on your phone, there will be a priority placed on certain things, a completely, uh, a controlled environment where it could be down to, because the way they phrased it was, uh, to strategically allocate resources, which is something, a, a, an IT manager and system and ad, admin would certainly appreciate where certain resources are more important than others. Um... But it also opens a hole where, say, Google sees a competitor coming up the pipeline and they say, no, our services are way more important than ours. And then you see issues where things that happen on the open internet, where if, say, Chachi wants to start uh, a VoIP service or something like that, he has the exact same access to the users that Google does or that Skype already does. But if his service is better, then he has the ability to jump into that market. Whereas if Google has control over the resources and everything, they can stem off his, his resources, because he's not as important, because he's not as popular, and it creates this really weird uh, resource economic situation, where suddenly there isn't that much competition, and as we all know, competition is a fantastic thing, and it, uh, it is one of the reasons that we've had so much uh, evolution in the internet and technology services over the course of the last 10 years as we're still applying Moore's Law to everything and things keep growing and getting faster and growing and getting faster. But we don't have enough broadband competition in the U.S. Uh, It makes me
2: laugh. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Yeah. No, this whole thing made me tear up.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough because I can understand. I, I think I said this last week. I mean, I can understand... The honest implications of wanting to control your resources as having been a system administrator plenty of times, we all are system administrators to a degree, you administer your own computer, and if, you know, if you have a YouTube video open and you realize that the YouTube video you're watching is affecting the rendering of your video, you're going to close YouTube. That is administering your resources, and, and in very slight, happy terms, what Google and Verizon are suggesting they be able to do. But giving them that sort of control is where you get into trouble.
2: Right uh, and I mean, at what point did did Google wake <coughs> up and just decide you know what we don't have enough control over the internet? Well you know, I think more
0: of the, the question is of course this is this is work with Verizon and they're big partners with Verizon because of, of course droid phones, Android and everything. Uh, so they want to make sure their services are going to run over their network. And I mm-hmm. think uh, it, it seems more like this is a negotiation. Of course, this is not the final be-all document. These are all put up as recommendations to the FCC on what Google and Verizon agreed on that they would suggest to the FCC. So this is just the beginning of the conversation that they've kind of Ooh, jump-started. Yeah. That, that's been happening this whole time. It's just now we have sort of an apartment... Uh, we we have a, a sort of a uh, you know, the other side of the story spelled out for us as far as what these other companies want.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, but still, along <laughs> the lines of what I was saying. I mean, Google—it's it, the most popular search engine in the world.
1: No, not, right. not really. No.
2: Well, not but- anymore.
1: They're, they're, they're fighting. In in, uh, in Asia, at least, they're fighting. They're not the most dominant in Asia. There's that other surge.
2: Well, that's because China is, you know... Well,
1: even, even before censorship, they're not the most popular.
2: Okay, fine. <laughs> they're, <saying>. they're huge. <laughs> Agreed. Right? And now they're just trying to take away my free internet. Well, my open not, internet.
0: It's not terribly free,
2: but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's, pay for the internet, but, I mean, my open internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Well, Where it's, it's something it happen that happens me. as an evolutionary step to, like, all systems to some degree. It happened to the radio, it happened to uh, cable, like we talked about last week. Uh, the internet is certainly next, and we're seeing issues, like, you know, we need more competition, we need more broadband penetration, and the question is, how involved can the government get in these kind of decisions, do we want the government to subsidize these kind of things? Do we want? And then it, it gets deeper and deeper in uh, ideas like the three strikes, law, three strikes law that you see in Australia and and uh, what was uh, repealed France. in France, I believe, yeah. uh, which was that if you are accused of copyright violation three times, you lose your ability to use the internet. And then, is the internet considered a utility, and do you have the right to internet access, but it's still just a privatized commercial application? The whole thing is an incredible layer cake of confusion, and, uh, and I think that's why Google and Verizon eventually came out and said, you know what, seems like nobody else is taking the reins on this one, and the FCC certainly doesn't care. So we're just going to toss this out there, you know.
0: There's been talk. I mean, where was... See how it goes. The the FCC's been uh, they've had plenty of talks. They've been in here in Pittsburgh and had a bunch of people have a panel discussion. I don't know what the heck gets gets accomplished by these, but it, it's I don't know. And plus, they got struck down with the with the Comcast rolling a uh, few few months ago. I think was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure that kind of uh, made them kind of step back and say, okay, what are our, you know, what 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 should we be, uh, uh, you know, uh, regulating.
1: So yeah, I'd say the FCC has certainly been asking more questions than giving more answers in the yeah, last couple years Yeah, weeks. it's
0: like, oh, you somebody tell us what you want to be doing, which, you know, as a government entity, maybe we should be. So everybody do that. I know I have a SaveTheInternet.org bu- button over on my blog at Sorgatron.com.
1: The, the, the thing is, SaveTheInternet.org Save the was sponsored by Google, put out in 2006 oh, right. to sponsor that's net right. neutrality.
0: So, but now they're evil, Now, uh, now I have to take that button off my blog. Yes. And uh, find some other <laughs> cause. Even the You're e- saving the wrong internet. <laughs> Even the EFF, the Electronic uh, Fu- uh, Frontier Foundation, apparently is arguing arguing amongst themselves on how to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, from it's what it's just it's a so very
1: sticky situation.
0: It's going to it's go one way or another, and we're going to have to live with it. And uh, those They're going
2: to take th- away my prawn.
0: They're going to take away Chachi's prawn, and yes. uh, the rest of us that make our careers off of the internet <laughs> are going to have to figure something out real quick. Uh, whatever yep. they decide so on that note you yeah, guests, like you heard the guests are here for the next show we got to get this wrapped up uh chachi hey thanks for joining us again in the dark we i'm sending you a light man you're getting
2: well no i have a desk light i moved it so i could read and i never put it back and i don't open my window that's by my computer it's very artistic right now. and bright light hurts
0: of course, of course. Um, your pale skin proves that. Uh, so, hey, what do you what do you work on these days? Well, you got anything? Uh, you wrote a blog recently, I think.
2: I did. I don't know how good it's doing. Well, you, I did.
0: You can check that out there. Follow Chachi. He's he's a good I, one to follow on the twitters. He needs more followers.
2: No, really, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I have enough followers. Hmm. I I don't know. Excellent. Listen. If you don't want to follow Ashton Kutcher, you can follow me. That sounds good. I'm just as good. But you can't weird.
1: follow both. That's that's illegal.
2: No,
0: sure. definitely not. Definitely right. not. Rob, anything coming up for you? How did your crazy uh, 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 bike fest go? Uh,
1: bike fest was pretty awesome. The uh, light ride that we had on Friday night, my bike was decked out with uh, two LED strips, one EL card one strip of EL tape, uh, EL is electroluminescent, so it, like, glows, um, I had three cold cathodes and a, uh, a set of white LED Christmas lights in my rear wheel, all that hooked up to, uh, a total of three 9-volt batteries, three AA's, and one 12-volt battery. It was kind of complicated and kind of bright. But the ride was pretty sweet, like 50 people showed up. Uh, I also, this week, I don't know if you saw, I, I think it's my accomplishment of, uh, of last week, actually. I built a steam engine.
2: I saw that, and I was, I laughed. It was it's, funny. How does it work?
1: How does, does it work? work well. As in, does it work well, or or how does it actually yes, work? Yes,
2: no, I meant, does it work well?
1: It, it does work pretty well. I have plans of uh, strapping it to a little wooden cart and turning it into a car. <laughs> Uh, I might actually geek out like way further than I should and uh, give it an electronic servo and a set of brakes so I can drive it around work. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So so, th- so that's what I'm doing. Uh, if you want to check out that video of my uh, little Steam machine, uh, it's on the Twitters, at robjdlc, And if you want to see what else I'm doing, uh, that is robjdlc.com.
0: Excellent. And of course you can find me at Sorgatron.com at Sorgatron on the Twitters, they're gonna be hectic the next couple months for me, so uh, we'll just there'll, there'll be stuff I'll write things when it comes, you know. Uh, Scott Pilgrim review up there last week, which I know Rob, you saw last night,
1: it was amazing. Go see it,
0: yeah. If you're if you are have played any video games in the last 20 years, you need to go see that, and you'll probably get most of the jokes. So, mm-hmm. on that note, we got to run out of here. Awesome cast number 12. Thanks for joining us. We're here at 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday you can i have buttons for these what do we have here this is oh look it's a website we have twitter at AwesomeCast. contact us contact at awesomecast.com we do have a phone number we'd love to hear from you 412 25 cast. that's 412-252-2278 and uh and yeah we'll see you guys next week thanks Josh, for joining us we'll see ya